good to the Alone in the Dark podcast. Um, my name's Rochelle, and I'm joined by Mike. Hey, Rochelle. Mike. <laughs> um, and we're talking to you about Halloween TV specials today. Yeah, I think um, I think it's it's interesting that it's the kind of thing that I don't think a lot of people talk about or, or kind of go into because a lot of people are talking about movies this time yeah. of year, right? Horror movies, scary movies. Yeah. Um, but there's so many great TV episodes and TV specials that get lost by the wayside. You know, I think it's great to kind of revisit these and, and talk about, you know, whether they're things that we remember from our childhood, but also, um, you know, things that are more recent too. Like it's, it's something that I try to do every Halloween is watch certain things. And definitely a part of that is TV episodes and specials that have to do with Halloween. How about you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was fun to go back because I picked a lot of um, like cartoons that I used to watch when I was a kid and just, I don't know, it's, so so nostalgic being someone who's always liked halloween a lot to go back and watch all these good cartoons again <laughs> yeah no it's great so rochelle um <laughs> I, if our listeners you know i don't know but you're from canada yes. and i'm curious you know i'm from america i live on the east coast in new jersey so it's a very halloween centric kind of a, a a feel you know we get we get the fall and the, and the weather and all that good stuff mm-hmm. what's it like in canada this time of year because you know i think of halloween as a very american sort of tradition um what what goes on up there um well, I like I always remember growing up and getting like my like awesome costume together and everything and being so bummed out by the time that we could go trick or treating because it would be too cold so we'd have to wear like a jacket. Okay. So I'd be like all decked out like some sort of like Victorian zombie or something like that <laughs> and I'd have my like little jacket on and it was such a bummer. Um but yeah, I don't, I don't it's about the same really. <laughs> So same, it's too cold. It's, it's too cold. So like like typically on Halloween, what would the temperature be? Oh god. Um um I don't even know. Like on a good night, maybe like five or so or no, no more than that, probably I don't even know. Like it, it's pretty cold. <laughs> Yeah, because t- uh, <laughs> typically in New Jersey, you know what I mean? It can be varying from like today, actually, just to give you an example, it's like 75 degrees and it's right. so strange because usually this time of year it'd be cooler. Um, I was just in Salem, Massachusetts. I went there with my family this past weekend and it was like 50 degrees, you know? So it really <laughs> depends on the East Coast where you are and what's going on weather-wise because, yeah. you know, last week in New Jersey, it was like 50s and 60s, but this week yeah. it's 70. So it's very strange. So Halloween's always a weird day. Like, I remember like you growing up and having to wear a jacket, but then I remember years where you'd be sweating in your costume. So yeah. it's very strange on the East Coast, but like you said, in Canada, I guess pretty consistently, it's it's kind of cold. It's pretty cold. We're pretty lucky if we don't have to wear a jacket. <laughs> gotcha. You ever have snow like on Halloween? Um, Like maybe once. Yeah. It would be a little bit too early still, but gotcha. yeah. That's cool. Um, so do you get excited about Halloween as much as I do? Oh my god, yeah. 
it's, I just, it's the like, greatest time of year, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I watch horror movies all year long, but for some reason during that month of October, it's just so much more special. Do you, feel, I, do you feel the way that I do? Like, it's like I'm so obsessed with Halloween in this time of year that I don't want it to end, but I'm already yeah. sad because I know, like, I love seeing the, like, you know, 21 days to Halloween, like all yeah. the posts on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, but I'm already sad because it's like, I think it's 15 days uh, today, yeah. and I'm already <laughs> like, no, you know, like, same, like same. I feel like there's so much I want to do, you know, and I do so much, but like, I want it to all be like that scene in like trick or treat when they have like the big party in town. And like, yeah. <laughs> like I want, I want my life yeah. to be like that, like every day in October. And it's so hard to get that, especially yeah. when you're not like, I don't know how your friends are, but you know, some of my friends are into Halloween, but not as much as I am, you know? And I'm kind of like, that's, what's great about Instagram. And you know, like everybody has that same love, you know, and you feel yeah. it, but it's like everyone's in other places. And I wish, wouldn't it be great if we could all get together for like a big Halloween party and like right. everyone just just hang out oh, or just like a movie viewing you know like <laughs> i've been doing these um i don't know if you saw i've been doing this um friday night frights i call it but we've been showing a, a different horror movie every friday yeah, um, I saw that. and it's great we do it across the street where i live at this house called the strauss mansion which is like this victorian uh, museum and it's actually the site from this movie i don't know if you've ever seen it called don't go in the house have you ever seen that movie I haven't, no. You should, I think it's on YouTube, but we showed it uh, two weeks ago, and <laughs> all these people came out. It was great, because it was neat to kind of see the movie in the location it was filmed yeah, in. It's like this, so cool. This bad movie was filmed in like 1979, but it's really cool, because it was filmed in my hometown, which was kind of neat. And I didn't realize this until about five years ago. So I was living across the street from this house, loving horror movies, not knowing that a horror movie was filmed, like, you know, steps from my house. So That's so cool. Yeah, it was cool. So like little things like that around this time of year are just so cool but again like I'm already depressed you know yeah. like thinking about November 1st you know I'm just like no it's almost gone you know yeah, there's too yeah. many movies I want to see and too I many know. things you know yeah I keep like I always have such huge plans for October too I'm always like I'm gonna do a corn maze yes I'm gonna go and carve like a million pumpkins and I keep trying to tell myself because I've had that too I've been like it's it's so close to ending yeah I keep trying to tell myself I still have a bunch of stuff that I'm doing this month I'm um, I'm covering Toronto after dark in oh, like nice. a few days. I am, um, going to go see like an interactive show of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, that's so cool. I'm so excited for that. Um, I'm going to go see Evil Dead the Musical. No which way. Is pretty awesome. <laughs> we got a uh, like splatter zone tickets too. So I'm just going to be covered in blood. It's oh, gonna be great. <laughs> so cool. I think there was something else. I can't remember now. Though. It's tough, though. Like, there's not enough. You know what I mean? I think if you're exactly. a, true, a real fan of Halloween where you're still like that kid inside, there's yeah. not enough stuff that you could do to make yeah. it perfect, you know? And I, I just feel this anxiousness of like, oh, my God, I have to get it done, you know? But yeah. the time, like you said, there's not enough time. And, you know, I wish we could all just not work for October so we could right, do all right. these fun things and get together and carve pumpkins and watch scary movies and stuff. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, so... Speaking of like movies and stuff, before we talk about our top five uh, TV Halloween specials and episodes, like what have you seen anything good lately, whether in theaters or you know renting or online uh -huh. streaming? Anything cool? <laughs> well, last night I watched uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark from 1988. Yes, I love it. Yes, it was it was really exciting because I did the phone interview with her like earlier that day. Oh, so and cool. Just, to see her and I, don't know, I was like I was nerding out really hard. Oh, it's so good! It's and, funny. I'm like literally sitting behind me is the the Mistress of the Dark movie poster. Yes. So yeah, I just as you were saying that, I turned around and said, "Hey, Elvira." <laughs> so that's cool. So who did you uh, just tell us who did you interview Elvira for? 
Um, I write for a website called HorrorTalk.com, mm-hmm. and she is coming out with a new series called 13 Nights of Elvira. So I talked to her a little bit about that. Um, it's essentially going to be, like, some people think that it's going to be like a rehash of the old, like, movie macabre. Yes. But it's going to be a lot more edgier because she's streaming it through Hulu. So there's, yeah. like, she said, I believe her words were, they don't really give a damn what I do. <laughs> That's great. That's so cool. And this is, um, when does this start? Because I'm definitely going to sign up for Hulu just for um, that. October 19th. Oh, I can't wait. So what is it similar in the fact that she's going to like introduce movies and show movies and yep. stuff? Yep. That's cool. And it's like you can access it any time, right? Since it's on Hulu, it's not like you have to like watch it at a certain time. Yeah, I think so. Um, unfortunately for me, living in Canada, we don't have Hulu. Oh no, so I can't see it anywhere. <laughs> oh man, well we could maybe we could uh, video chat and I can stream yes. it from my TV or something. Oh like my that. god, yes, yes, <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> I did that one time for my friend because he couldn't watch the premiere of Mad Men. Oh my so gosh, he, like, skyped and I just like put it in front of the TV. <laughs> that is so funny. That's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. What? Uh, so, anything else besides Elvira, Mister the Dark? Anything that was kind of cool that you saw? Or? Um. Well, I saw Annabelle in theaters, which I thought was pretty okay. Yeah. Um. What else have I been watching lately? I've been showing my sister some of like the old horror movies that I like because nice. she's she's eighteen now. Yeah. And I'm like, y- y'all got to get started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's time um, to to get educated. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I showed her the original one, A Stranger Calls. I showed her poltergeist nice um i showed her showed her um phantom of the paradise which was exciting oh my god you've never seen that movie no oh my god it's so funny mike you need to watch it all right all right i'm gonna write it down phantom (laughs) of the paradise it's it sounds like an what is it about it's like a weird title it's uh it's a brian de palma film and it's about a rock opera and it's essentially Phantom of the Opera, just on like so much drugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Awesome. Is so that good. is that streaming? Do you know or? Oh yeah, definitely. All right, cool. I'll check that out. What, what have else? you been watching? Um, what have I been watching? Just kind of like my my film habits kind of stuff. Like um, just going through. I just got the uh, Halloween box set, the Blu-ray cool. box set. So I've been kind of revisiting those films. You know, kind of cramming those in before uh, Halloween's over, and watching a lot of the special features because they, you know, they added it's from Screen Factory, so they added special features on each disc, which is kind of cool. So, cool. Um, yeah. So watching that. Um, what else? Catching up. Um, I just saw. Did you see the new? Um, American Horror Story. Yes, I did. What'd you think? Um, I'm I, I missed the first ten minutes, which was really a bummer. Yeah. Because uh, I thought that it was gonna like DVR, but I didn't realize that it was like there was only a recording set for American Horror Story Coven. Oh, okay. So it's such a bummer. But um, so I'm a little bit confused about the like um motives of yeah. some of the characters but yeah. thus far it was pretty creepy like that clown is oh my terrifying. god yeah that's definitely uh over the top you know what i mean yeah. I, I knew they would be over the top but yeah the beginning definitely kind of sets a lot of stuff up um yeah especially with it. like the the two-headed uh woman i forget her name or their names but um yeah it kind of sets that up and sets up the story of of you know this this the ringleader per se you know where she's trying to get all these keep this business going and her motives and stuff so you should definitely go right. back and see that but cool. um yeah no and then what did i just watch oh i just watched fright night the other night which the oh, original cool. which is awesome i love watching that movie around halloween it's just it's i don't know something about those you know those kind of 80s uh horror movies they just they have the atmosphere you know what i mean and fright yeah. night has that atmosphere like i love those kind of 
films where you know it's like the, the kid in his room and he's watching the scary stuff and things are going outside his outside his house you know the neighbor next door yeah. it, it's it's so great it's so funny it makes me realize you ever see uh disturbia with Shia yeah, LaBeouf yeah. that it, it's funny people always say like oh that movie's such a rip off of uh, Rear Window but mm-hmm. it's more I think it's more of a rip off of Fright Night if you think about it you know what I mean it's definitely got that a lot of the same themes and a lot of the same kind of things going on in yeah. Fright Night it's like I it's can so totally f- see that. yeah it's funny like I realized that the other night I'm like oh my god this is so much like Disturbia it's not even funny you know <laughs> or Disturbia is so much like Fright Night but yeah but, but anyway so yeah I'm, I'm gonna try to race and watch as many horror movies as I can um, I yeah but uh, but anyway let's get to our list so sure. we we went through and kind of revisited a lot of these top five uh, we gave our top five TV specials and, uh, and and episodes so I'm dying to hear your number five Rochelle what was your number five so my number five was a show that I used to watch a lot when I was a kid and it's Hey Arnold and it was Arnold's Halloween. <laughs> and in this episode, uh, all the kids in the little like city block, they kind of uh, like war of the worlds, everyone, because okay. they dress up like aliens and they go around the whole town and they end up scaring people and they put on like a fake broadcast, like war of the worlds and they get like a fake like flying saucer. <laughs> That's awesome on the water tower and it's just really funny because the whole episode just goes into like mayhem because everyone thinks that it is aliens and the one joke that cracks me up every time i see it is that there's like this principal who just immediately sides with the aliens and for some reason (laughs) for some reason in like alien invasion jokes that always cracks me up oh my gosh but uh the one dude like the really militant father he picks up the principal and he's like giving him hell for just being such a wimp and then for the rest of the episode he's just going go humans go (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) it cracks me up so i I guess with like a cartoon they could get away with having the whole town believe that this is actually going on yeah yeah yeah. and hey arnold was on Nickelodeon is that right or yes yeah yes, yeah that's cool so. I never watched that show but I'll have to go back and watch that episode that's cool that's so funny nice very good so cool. what is your number five like my number five is uh that 70s show um nice. <laughs> it's their episode too old to trick-or-treat and too young to die and that title, I love that title because it kind of goes with the theme. I realized a lot of the, the TV shows that I picked have that kind of has that theme. It's like, you know, remember that time? I think it's like around when you're like a freshman. It's like, you're like, oh, you know, I, I'm too old to trick or treat. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. But you don't like you're in this weird limbo where like you still love Halloween, but you don't know what to do. You're like you're too old. You can't go out and drive and like go to like, you know, haunted houses and go to all this stuff on your own. Yeah. Um. But you feel like a loser if you go trick-or-treating. You know what I mean? There's like those those kids that are like still trick-or-treating and you're like, seriously? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I feel like everyone always has like one year or two where they kind of pushed it too far. Yes. Like, I feel yes. like I definitely had one year where oh. I was like, this is probably my last year. <laughs> I totally did too because I love Halloween, so I didn't want to give up, you know? Yeah. But I remember that span of years, like even into my like uh, my 20s where like I was, it, it was weird. Like I wasn't old enough to have parties on my own and stuff, you know? So mm-hmm. it was like, it was like this weird limit where Halloween was so depressing because like I had nothing to do you know what I mean I was just Mm -hmm. like oh what am I going to do you know so anyway um, the episode aired October 31st in 2000 so a long time ago wow Um, 
But I love the the beginning. They do the that seventy show theme, and it's like all Halloween spookified. It's really it's really <laughs> cool. Like if you go back and watch it, it's really cool just to hear that theme. Like yeah. I'm trying to figure out a way. I'll have to rip that that theme off to put it in like my Halloween mixes that I listen to. You know, this time yeah. of year, It'd just <laughs> yeah. be cool. But um, what's great about it is they do this whole parody on Alfred Hitchcock films. Um, I don't know if you saw this episode, but. Um, Oh, like a long time ago. Yeah, it's really cool. So they, they kind of do parodies of Rear Window, Vertigo, The Birds, North by Northwest, and Psycho. And they do it in a clever way where each character kind of has their own little sub-story, um, which was really, really clever. So if you're a Hitchcock fan, it's like a great episode to go back and watch. But the essentially what happens is, um, well, before I even get there, Fez dresses as Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is amazing. So <laughs> I remember that. So the episode starts and Fez comes, <laughs> comes into the basement full dressed up, like, frankenfooter and it's awesome and he just totally <laughs> rocks it but um anyway so eric's sub story is he's kind of like in the vertigo world where uh fez at the beginning steals uh eric's like super ball you know those like little <laughs> balls that go crazy yeah, and yeah, they yeah. climb up onto like the the garage roof and eric chases him up there and then he has like a slip off the roof and he's like hanging for dear life <laughs> and like he gets like this crazy vertigo but then fez actually falls off the roof roof and hurts himself so fez's sub story is like he gets hurt and he stays in eric's room in like a wheelchair so he's like the rear window story <laughs> which is great and he's trying to see donna's mom midge naked so he's got these binoculars and he's trying to see midge but what's crazy is midge is like missing so everyone thinks that donna's dad like killed midge and like right. fez is like that's his sub story so so eric anytime he gets on a ladder or anything he has this crazy vertigo where he like 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 kind of faints and it's it's just really funny because like every time he faints he falls into someone's arms and they're like seriously man like stop you know <laughs> it's like so over dramatic. Um, Eric's mom Kitty, um, her sub story is the birds because she has this. I guess they have this crazy neighbor and she's like supposed to. She's away so she's supposed to feed these birds, and she goes to the house and there's all these crazy like black crows like all over the place, um, and somehow the birds are just like vicious and they get out. So she's like constantly going back into this house and she's scared, you know, to feed these birds. Um, and then I'm trying to think. Then Kelso has this kind of uh, North by Northwest sub story because he goes into the uh, foreman's so house. Intricate. Yeah, right. It's crazy. It's really clever, actually. Kelso is like hanging out in the foreman's house, and Mr. Foreman's like the doorbell rings, and Mr. Foreman's like, "Oh, it's the paper boy. I don't want to answer the, the door. You know, I haven't paid him." So Kelso's like, "I have to answer the door. I can't hear a doorbell and I answer the door." So anyway, it's the paper boy, and the paper boy's like, "Hey, look, you you need." He keeps calling him Foreman. He thinks he's Eric. He's like, "You need to pay me." And he's like, I'm not, I'm not foreman. And he's wearing one of Eric's shirts that says foreman on the back. So he turns around and the paperboy's like, you're foreman. I want my money. So it's like the whole mistaken identity of North by Northwest. And there's even this great scene in the driveway where Kelso's outside and the paperboy has a remote control airplane. <laughs> And Kelso's like avoiding the airplane and finally he like he falls and the kid gets the money um, and Kelso gets dirty. So then Kelso gets into this other sub story of Psycho where he goes into the, oh the, the foreman's house and he's taking a shower. And um, 
uh, Eric's sister comes in and she she goes to take a shower because she gets dirty because she goes to feed the birds because Kitty's scared and she gets pooped on by the birds. <laughs> so then she's upset and she's at the shower and they almost do like a shot by shot remake of Psycho where Kelso's taking the shower and uh, and Eric's sister comes in with like um, I, I think she's got a sponge and she's like stabbing Kelso and then there's this great <laughs> shot where she's like you spilled my shampoo and they cut to this red shampoo <laughs> spilling into the drain just like psycho That's oh hilarious. my god it's awesome and then last but not least there's this whole um there's this whole sub story with donna where at the beginning of the episode eric's like says something and i think to the effect that donna's not fun or something so donna gets upset and she wants to do something fun and crazy so she starts wearing um oh a, a, like a blonde wig kind of like a family plot Mm -hmm. uh from hitchcock so eric's kind of like what's going on you know like why is she dressed like this so he's looking through the binoculars too out of his bedroom and sees donna leave he chases her to this big to the big water tower and he follows up follows her up to the water tower and then you know they kind of make up and but then (laughs) then eric falls off the water tower at the very end you know and he's freaked out but then his vertigo is cured and then there's like a funny line at the end where Donna's like, you know, something happened to me on the water tower. I'm afraid of sex or something like that. <laughs> but what's great about the episode is everyone has their moment in these Hitchcock films and they do this like funny thing where they're like spinning, like they like scream. They're like, no. And then yeah. they show them like spinning on this like crazy wheel, you know, like Hitchcock yeah. used to do like this crazy like spinny wheel. But yeah. um, but I don't know. I just like as a Hitchcock fan, I thought it was like a really clever way to kind of intertwine all these stories. It's uh, it's definitely a fun episode, and um, I think that's seventy shows on Netflix streaming right now. So oh, cool. Yeah, I'm so totally if, gonna watch that after. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's definitely a um, good episode. I just love like I think that there's nothing that makes me happier as like a pop culture nerd than <laughs> just pop culture references. Oh, I love so, it. Like, I just I love watching shows and like catching those moments and being like, boom, psycho, boom, like North by Northwest. Yeah, they so did a re- they did a really so good cool. job and like that was like a half hour show to to intertwine yeah. all those stories that quickly was really funny. Like it's almost like it's rushed, but like in a funny way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like they were just having fun with it. The writers were just like, let's just shove all this shit in there and <laughs> and yeah, people yeah. will think it's great and they did a great job with it so that was uh that was my number five so what was your number four um so my number four making this list first of all i had a really hard time not picking five episodes of treehouse of horror (laughs) yeah that's the thing i you know i've i love all those but i kind of left them off for me just because Mm -hmm. i had more personal choices but um i feel like they're just they're all so good you know what i mean right yeah yeah. they're They're all so good. good so go ahead so my number four was um, Trios of Horror number seven, um, and that is the one that starts off with Bart's evil twin, <laughs> um, the segment called The Thing and I. Oh, and that's awesome. I don't know, that whole, that whole segment cracks me up. It also makes me laugh, like, to the point of tears every time <laughs> when... Um, when they're looking for a doctor or something, and then... Oh my god, what's the doctor's name? I can't remember. Oh, I forget. I totally forget. Oh my god, well he just walks into frame and they all scream and he just screams back. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like random moments like that, right? Yeah, it just cracks me up. Oh, it's great. Um, there's also this one great moment where Lisa and Bart go into the attic and they find all the copies of um, Homer's unsold autobiography. <laughs> it's called Homer, I Hardly Knew Me. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, it's so funny. And I, it cracked me. That Apart from that just being funny in general, it cracked me up because I'm in like a lot of like like writers groups and stuff like that. And yeah. every now and then you see these people who bring in like their autobiographies, but they've like 
not gone through anything significant enough to write an autobiography. Right, right. And they always have the most pretentious titles. It'll be like, <laughs> like learning to love myself and stuff like that. And you're like, Jesus Christ, stop. That's <laughs> uh, awesome. <laughs> so the next uh, segment on that episode is the Genesis Tube, and it's a takeoff of uh, the Twilight Zone episode, Little People. Oh, and nice. When, yeah, that's the one when Lisa has like the little, like, like margarine tub and she creates a little society <laughs> in it and that i think that's like my least favorite of this episode but, but the, it's only because the last one is so funny oh, it's a uh, citizen kang yeah and kodos and kang they uh they kidnap homer and he just immediately says i have a wife and kids eat them <laughs> <laughs> He just and, gives them up, like, right away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, he asks, or Kodos and Kang asks Homer, who are the most, like, important people in the world right now? And he says Bill Clinton and Bob Dole because, uh, like, an election is coming up. Right. So they grab those two, and then they just, like, morph into them. And they, <laughs> it's so funny watching, like, the aliens be on Earth and try to be politicians. And they'll be, like, holding hands in that one scene, and then, like that one camera guy comes up and he's like, people are getting a little bit confused as to why you and Bob Dole keep holding hands. And it's like, if you can think of a better way to exchange protein strands, then let me know. (laughs) 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 Yeah. That episode cracks me up every time. That's awesome. There's something about the Simpsons in like that little like niche point of seasons where the writing was just so strong that it's just timeless like i can laugh at that episode when i was 10 i can laugh at that episode when i was you know 22 i can laugh at that episode 10 years from now still it's just like it's never not funny (laughs) it's so good i wonder if um i don't know if you remember we i interviewed ben affleck from uh, the original my bloody valentine Mm -hmm. and and he worked on the simpsons i wonder if he worked on any of the treehouse of horrors i'll have to look that up that'd be so cool yeah yeah yeah. no he's really talented but that's that's great yeah i have it's how many of those are there i'm trying god there's got to be like at least 15 yeah because i think they've been they've been doing i forget what what season they started doing them but yeah there's Mm got to be a ton um i'm surprised they don't have like a like a box set of just those you know that That would be so cool i would totally buy that oh i would too because it'd be so hard to buy all the simpsons but that would be a great collection just to have you know so every every hall like every halloween i always look out for the trios of horror marathons and i haven't seen one yet which is really bumming me out but yeah hopefully i'll just have to make my own (laughs) yeah exactly we'll have to yeah cut it together or something awesome Mm -hmm. very cool so what is your number four mike uh my number four this is uh this is this is one of my one of my favorite shows that i'm a little embarrassed by but (laughs) being a a kevin williamson fan i got into this tv show a little show called dawson's creek amazing (laughs) um i don't know i don't know what it was you know i'm i'm 41 so when this came out i was uh i don't know this i was in college i think when this show was out but there was something about this show that i just loved i just loved the characters you know i kind of saw my myself i'm a filmmaker so i saw myself as like a like dawson i wish i was like him when i was a teenager you know i wasn't as motivated as he was but I loved his character and I loved Kevin Williamson from Scream you know who wrote Scream so anything he did after that point I sort of followed you know Um, Mm -hmm. but you know Dawson's Creek is supposed to take place in New England and I love New England you know we were just in Salem I just love that area and that kind of look of that like coastal town you know yeah Um, I live in a coastal town in New Jersey it just it's all the things that I loved and like it's like he made this show for me you know like it was just great so anyway um, season one, they did a little episode called The Scare. 
and it aired uh, in May in 1998. So technically, it wasn't a Halloween episode, but it revolved around uh, Friday the 13th, the day. Um, so it was it was written by Kevin Williamson, which is great. He kind of you know didn't really write a lot for for you know he kind of created Dawson's Creek and he'd jump in and do episodes here and there. But right. um, he wrote this one. He co-wrote this one with someone else, and um, it was directed by this guy Rodman Flender, who um, was the he directed a lot of horror films, but one that stuck out was the 1999 film uh, Idle Hands. I don't know if you ever seen that. Oh my god, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. So he directed <laughs> this episode, so um, and he was just a guest. I listened. To this great podcast called Killer POV, and uh, he was a guest on there, and it was kind of cool. It got kind of got my brain thinking, and hearing him talk about Idle Hands and just the frustrations of that film, it was kind of cool. And it was right around the time that you and I were researching this, and you know, I had you know just watched this episode and didn't realize it was him, and heard that he was like, "Yeah, I directed that episode." I was like, "Oh, no way!" So it got me really into it. So. So the premise of the scare uh, was that it takes place on Friday the 13th, and I guess Dawson really likes to play pranks on all his friends on that day. So, And everybody knows it. They're like, oh, great. You're, you know, Dawson's going to play pranks and stuff. <laughs> so it starts with all these pranks. Like He's playing a prank on Joey, and he gets Pacey and all this stuff. So he comes up with the idea of having a seance at his house, and everyone's like going along with it, but they're like, oh, great. You know, Dawson's going to play a bunch of pranks on us. Um, the same time, the, around the, in the news, there's a, a serial killer on the loose um, in Capeside in their town. So everyone's kind of on high alert, you know, and everyone's talking about it. Um, and it's, you know, it's very reminiscent of Scream, you know, which was mm-hmm. obviously Kevin Williamson. So it was kind of fun for, I think, Kevin, Kevin Williamson to write, almost like rewrite Scream and put it into Dawson's Creek. Um, so the, the whole thing goes on where, I don't know if you know the characters at all, but, um, Jen, who's like the next door neighbor that Dawson kind of had a crush on, um, she feels left out and she's like, why doesn't Dawson want to play pranks on me and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, uh, Cliff, who's like this jock, asks Jen out, and they decide by, you know, Cliff talks to Dawson, they're going to go to the seance, too. So everyone's coming to the seance, all the characters come. Um, they're, Dawson and Pacey and Joey go to get, like, food and drinks and stuff, and there's this, like, this crazy couple who, like, fights in the... In the um, in the grocery store and the guy leaves and the girl's like screaming. So she, she's like this like 20 something girl and she like invites herself to Dawson's house and Pacey's kind of like, yeah, come on. And, and she like buys liquor for him or something like that. Um, <laughs> while this is going on, uh, Joey's outside in the car and this creepy guy, this weird guy with like glasses comes up and like, you know, has a roll down the window and he's like asking for directions and he's, he's kind of weird. Um, and then Pacey and Dawson and this girl come out and, you know, Dawson sort of shoes him away. So Joey's kind of freaked out by that. Um, the whole episode, like I said, there's all these pranks going on and Dawson setting up all these scares and stuff. So they end up at Dawson's house. They go to have the seance. They start telling scary stories, and then all this freaky stuff starts happening. The lights go out. Um, everyone's scared. Um, Dawson's, you know, setting up all this stuff, but you know he's playing it off like the lights wasn't him. Mm-hmm. Um, they hear something outside. They're all freaked out. Then uh, Joey disappears. Dawson gets really upset. He's like, "What the hell's going on?" Because you know the serial killer's on the loose. Everyone, you know, they're kind of setting up that the serial killer's out there. Um, but then what was really happening was uh, Jen and Joey played this prank. So Joey falls out of a closet all bloody and, you know, scares <laughs> the shit out of Dawson. So they're sort of playing 
a, you know, a prank back on him. So then, you know, you hear these noises outside and it's actually this girl, the girl Ursula's boyfriend, like came to find her. So everyone thinks it's like this crazy, uh, you know, the killers out there, but it's, it's this, this dude. So he comes and takes this girl, they leave. So they have like a false scare. Um, and I forgot to mention Joey and Cliff, Cliff has this conversation with Dawson where they're talking about he's trying to win uh, Cliff's trying to win Jen over and Dawson's like well you know just to kind of because uh, Jen feels left out or whatever he's like yeah she likes to be scared so Jen keeps getting these calls and notes like you know like I know you know where you are and all this stuff you know kind of okay. like scream so Jen's freaked out and thinks it's Dawson um, and there's this funny conversation in the beginning of the episode I totally forgot to mention it's so scream um this this person or you don't know who it is at first calls Jen and does this whole scream bit and you know he's like what's your favorite scary movie <laughs> and you know Jen responds with like the Ten Commandments or something so it's just kind of like a funny line and you know <laughs> yeah. poking a little joke at scream um, so anyway in the end Jen's getting all these calls from Cliff uh, in the end you find out it's Cliff um, who's making all these calls he was just trying to impress Jen so Jen's kind of pissed off um, but you never really know, you know, if the killer's out there. So Dawson plays one last prank on Jen with like a note because he, he's like the good guy and, you know, Jen felt left out. So he plays this prank where she opens this note and it like snaps on her finger and scares her. Um, <laughs> but the best is at the very last scene, you see Joey and Dawson up in his room. This is when they're dating at this point. And the news report comes on and they're like, the serial killer was found, blah, blah, blah. And it's the guy who asked Joey for directions. So it's kind of oh, like no. a cool little twist, you know, like he was asking her for directions and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, like I said, not not a Halloween episode per se, but it's like, you know, kind of a scary episode. And yeah. being a fan of Kevin Williamson, it was kind of cool to see him sort of do a Dawson's Creek ep- episode as almost like a screen movie, in yeah, a, like yeah, a mini totally. screen movie. So it's definitely worth checking out. Um, I own it on DVD. I don't think it's, it was streaming, I think, on Netflix, but I don't think it is anymore. Damn so it. you got to search it. Probably on YouTube, you could find it. You know what I mean? Um, oh, man. I just realized that that 70s show is only on American Netflix. It's oh, not Canadian. No. Oh, man. No. <laughs> well, well, maybe YouTube or, um, like I said, I have it. So if you want to watch it, I can stream it. I could stream it for you via Skype or something. But, yes. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So that was my number four. We're moving on. Getting closer. Number three. What was your number three, Rochelle? So my number three was also not super a Halloween episode, but Halloween is in it. Um, it's Daria Depth Takes a Holiday. <laughs> and it's the episode when all of like the embodiments of the holidays kind of like they a bunch of them escape. Um, Guy Fox, Christmas and Halloween all <laughs> leave um, Holiday Island to go and form like an electro punk band or something like that i I love the themes of this show are so funny they're just so out there and great you know and um so a cupid or cupid and like a leprechaun who's supposed to like embody um saint patrick's day Mm -hmm. uh they come and they enlist daria's help to get all of the holidays to return to holiday island because (laughs) they're just needed there i guess and it's just i just i love this show so much like it's so funny and it's so angsty and it really has that like embodiment of the late 90s, early 2000s cartoons um, that I grew up on where there was like this kind of like disenfranchised vibe to the whole thing. Um, I think that, I don't know, I just, 
I love these cartoons. They make me feel so nostalgic. Um, but yeah, there's just there's a lot of funny scenes in it. Like Cupid shoots Darius' parents at one point to like <laughs> distract them, so they just want to bang during like the whole episode. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> And Cupid's like really smooth. He's always like putting on um, like Barry White type music. And I just, I don't know. It's that episode cracks me up. <laughs> That's great. I love Daria. such a great character. You know what I mean? It was like perfect yeah. for the time that that show was out. You know, she was yeah. like you said, such like teen angst and like just kind of like that, you know, the, the not like a loser girl, but you know, just that alternative kind of girl, yeah. you know, yeah. different and stuff. And it really grabbed a, a whole generation of non mainstream sort of, you know, viewers. That yeah. was great. It was so clever, you know? Yeah. Which really like it runs alongside the grunge movement and music. Like it runs, alongside this kind of disenfranchised youth and I just those cartoons are hilarious they're so cool that's awesome um, I also I love the embodiment of Halloween in that episode because she's like this goth girl oh that's <laughs> and, so cool everywhere she goes she leaves like spider webs everywhere that's <laughs> it's awesome so funny. yeah oh. I love that show that's cool I just last night I ordered the complete series I was like I don't oh, have nice. any money right now but I need it <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes it, like doing stuff like this it just gets you back in you get exactly. nostalgic and you're like I have to have this I need Exactly. That is so awesome. Very cool. Good yes. pick. So what is your number three? My number three, um, you know, it probably would have been my number one, but, uh, you know, as a kid, it would have been my number one, but I had to throw it in here. It's, um, it's, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I, oh yeah. It's such a classic. You know what I mean? I, I think growing up, I like what kid doesn't know this special? Like, do they, they play this in Canada? They have to, right? Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. So I don't know. Just growing up as a kid, like, you know, this was like in your blood, you had to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, created by Charles Schultz, directed by uh, Bill Melendez, who did all the, the popular sort of uh, specials, you know, for Charlie Brown. Um, you've got the great music by Vince Guarardi. Um, it's like, who doesn't love this special? It's it's just amazing. I think, mm -hmm. you know, the characters are great. You know, you got the funny things with Charlie Brown. Like, it, I feel so bad for Charlie Brown watching this now. You know, you, <laughs> you kind of, as an adult, you're like, wow, like everybody just shits on Charlie Brown. Like... <laughs> The poor yeah, guy, like, all like the time. Yeah. but even the adults, like it's so messed up. Like, like he cut too many holes in his costume. Like, big deal. Like, why are you going to give him rocks? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad for this kid. You know, yeah. um, his best friend Linus. You know, the greatest, the greatest theme of this episode is that he just believes. You know, he believes in this great pumpkin, and it he kind of intertwines the story that he made up in his head that it's almost like he's like the Santa Claus that brings like presents to girls and boys and. Um, it's just it's like this 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 feeling of like this theme of like hopes and dreams and believing in something you know and yeah. that, that's the thing like um i love halloween for that like you believe like around this time of year you you believe in ghosts and goblins and you believe in in paranormal and you believe in these kind of yeah. things because it it feels more real around this yeah, time i think uh i actually think it was elvira she had a quote where she was talking about halloween and she said that it's not just like a holiday for children like other holidays can be um you know, you, you can make it for adults too. And I, I love the holiday too much, like a lot too, because like it's such a movie and like pop culture driven holiday. Like you go to parties and you point out like the movie costumes that you know and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's fun. It's just fun. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Um, and like, even like the scene with the Halloween party is so great. Like I just remember being a kid and, and going to these like cool Halloween parties and it just, it just had a great vibe, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, the only scene that I never really liked and I don't know how you feel is like the whole, uh, Snoopy and the Red Baron kind of scene. Like, 
I don't know. Oh. It, to me, like he's he's like flying. You know, he's having this whole yeah. like dream of flying the the World War II plane and. It just seemed kind of like in left field and, and sort of like filler, you know, and I know a lot of yeah. people feel strongly they love that scene, you know, but for me, it was just kind of random, you know, and it's like always the part where I'd kind of zone out, you know, like I loved yeah. all the, the strict Halloween stuff and all the scenery and the pumpkin patch and, you know, they all go trick or treating and oh, it's so great, you know, so such a great episode. But my favorite, uh, two of my favorite things in in, Char- in any of the Charlie Brown series um, is like the colors and, and I love how there's never really like sun. It's like all muted and cloudy you know it's like Mm -hmm. this it has this look you know and there's certain areas that i drive through sometimes and i always like you know i say it to my kids or to my wife i'm like oh it's like a charlie brown kind of day you know it just Mm -hmm. has that sort of feel you know where it's cloudy and things are muted a little bit you know yeah for sure but i love how they wrap this uh this special up and they did this a lot where you know they have that sort of that after you know after halloween you know that sad time where we're all sad yeah linus and charlie brown are just kind of wrapping up the episode and talking you know um i love that i love that sort of like it's almost like being a teacher and like wrapping up a lesson you know they they, they sort of have this conversation and it's just like a great way for all of us to be like oh the episode's almost over oh halloween's almost over let's let's reflect on it a little bit and think of how great it was you know um but anyway so such a classic um made my number three like i said if if we did this probably when i was a kid it would have been my number one but uh for personal reasons i had other things in mind so anyway that's my number three what is you your next pick um my next one is an episode of freaks and geeks which (gasps) was a series that was way too short because that series was amazing yeah uh but tricks and treats was the episode that i chose nice um so it's halloween as you can expect and um basically nothing goes as planned for everyone um we were talking earlier about that kind of awkward age where you don't know if you should trick or treat yep and that kind of happens for sam and his friends and they decide that they're just going to do it anyway they're going to dress up they're going to go out and they'll have a good time no matter what but um for them everything just goes awry they uh i think martin star gets like sick at one point and um <coughs> they get into a fight with that one bully who's always like tormenting them yep and um Lindsay, she normally spends the day with her mom handing out candy all dressed up but because she's cool now and she's hanging out with the freaks she goes out for a drive with james franco's crew and they just kind of wreak havoc and like what they throw eggs at things they i think they smash uh like post boxes at one point yeah they have like mailbox baseball right Yeah, yeah yeah exactly and um then once they finally convince Lindsay to throw an egg she throws it and it hits her brother sam right in the head <laughs> and um she stops the car and she leaves out and you know, she goes and she apologizes but he's really upset with her and there's that whole like moral dilemma that she's going through in the whole series where she wants to be cool and she wants to experience this other part but there's so much that's like rooting her in like the geek <laughs> culture yeah, or whatever absolutely um, but yeah, it's just, it's such a funny episode. Like it cracks me up every time when Martin Starr is dressing up like the bionic woman. Oh my God. That's <laughs> how great is that scene where he's on the phone? Yeah. I was going to say when he's on the phone, he's like, Oh, Oscar Goldman. And then his mom and he's like, Oh, sorry, mom. I'll get off the phone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Um, it also cracks me up with, a. Uh, 
uh, Joe Fla- Flaherty. Wow, yes. words. Um, pl- uh, playing Lindsay's father, and he dresses up like Dracula, like his old character on SCTV. Yeah, it's amazing. I think so many people that were fans of that were like, yes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I love how he plays it like he doesn't want to wear it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, that show, I like, I've seen this show a whole bunch of times but every single time you can kind of relate to that feeling in high school of like not really fitting in and just kind of like wishing that you could and stuff like that because like I had when I was in high school like I had friends and everything but I was always just kind of like awkward you know what I mean yeah and I just I wanted to be cooler and I would have wanted to egg people and all this, but I, but there was that kind of like moral ground where I was like, I can't do that though. That would ruin someone's day. Yeah. You were a good and, kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be a little bit more reckless. And, um, yeah, you kind of looked up to those kids like, wow, I wish yeah. I could do that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So every time I watch Freaks and Geeks, no matter the episode, I always really enjoy it, but I love this one. It's so funny. Such a great show. Um, this might be popping up again in my list. Um, <laughs> but I'll just say that uh, such a great show one season so sad you know what i mean mm-hmm. like unbelievable um i actually have the um the dvd set that's like the uh, yearbook i don't know if you if you oh, know yeah, of this yeah. oh it's so good i uh i got to meet paul feig once they did in new york city they had um they showed a couple of the unaired episodes at the museum of television and radio oh my god and cool. paul feig was there and i got to meet him i have a picture with him and he was super nice but it was so cool to like be there with fans and see the episode yeah. um you know see the final episode and see the episodes that weren't aired um yeah it was great Man, that's crazy. What yeah. were the like, unaired episodes like? Uh, well, they're on the set now. If you get the DVD set, you see them. Oh. But back then, it, there was like one with Kim. I think it was Kim Kelly is my best friend. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah, that one wasn't aired. They they didn't show that on TV for some reason. I think the you know the ratings board or the network was like, nah, I don't want to see it. And then oh. they showed us like the final episode before it was aired. You know, which was which was really cool. You know, to kind cool. of all the fans were sad because at that point we knew that the show probably wasn't going to be back on the air. You know. Yeah. But um, oh, such a good show! Amazing. So and good. think of all the careers that that show spawned. You know what I mean? And and the yeah, direction exactly. they went. It was it was such like a magical thing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no. So there you go. Freaks and Geeks, one of my favorite shows of all time. Great pick. So good. So yeah. good. So what is your number two? My number two is another show that was uh, short-lived um, that, you know, my wife has this thing where she's like, every show you like gets canceled. And I'm like, ah, screw <laughs> you. So um, a little show called My So-Called Life. Um, oh, my God. I've never watched the show, and I need uh, to so badly. Rochelle, you have to. It's so good. Oh, so my God. Good. I need to. But anyway, you you really really like you have to watch it in order. But you'd really like the Halloween episode. Cool. Um, aired on October twenty seventh, nineteen ninety four. Um, and the basic story of my so called life. I'm probably you probably heard from friends and stuff. It's just about this girl Angela who's kind of going through an awkward phase, similar to like Freaks and Geeks, and you know that seventy show where she's in that weird time where she's like a freshman and things are changing. You know, like her best friend she's not friends with anymore, and she's like hanging out with this girl Rayanne who's sort of like she's kind of like the the girl that's uninhibited and just like does crazy shit and gets in trouble you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. it's just that she's like in that weird stage it's such a good character um and she's in love with this this guy jordan catalano obviously played by jared leto um (laughs) it's just great so it's supposed to take place in pittsburgh uh even though they filmed it in california but it just has that cool kind of east coast kind of feel 
So the premise of the Halloween episode is there's this ghost story um, about a boy, uh, this popular kid or this this kind of like reckless kid who died in like 1965 at the Halloween dance. Um, I think he fell. There's like all these rumors, but I think he fell off of a ladder and landed on like a girl's um, like high heel or something or like went through his face or something. It's like <laughs> they don't show anything, but just the images alone. It's like, you know, what you don't see is more gruesome. So you kind of imagine this. So Angela becomes obsessed um, with this with this guy, and his name is what is his name? Nikki Driscoll uh, is the name of the student. So um, Angela goes to school wishing she has all these like inner monologues, and sometimes that drives people nuts. But I like it, you know. My wife, <laughs> my wife hates the show for that reason. She like will not watch it because she, Angela has all these inner monologues. Um, but she at the beginning of the episode she's like wanting to wear a costume um but then she tells everyone else that she doesn't you know she's trying to be cool so um she gets to school and everyone like a lot of people are in costumes she's like i should wear a costume so anyway ran gives her this 1960s like girl's outfit and through talking to ran she realizes that this girl uh is ran's aunt and was actually friends with this guy nikki who died so there's like this weird connection you know and then mm-hmm. then it's like almost like the spirits being brought back they find a book with nikki's name in it um <laughs> so it's like all of a sudden um angela is like starting to see scenes from the past you know like things are starting to come back to haunt her like the you know like they say like sometimes ghosts or like a recording that's played back at certain times you know mm-hmm. so that's kind of going on in this episode so the whole feel of the show is very great because you feel like halloween is happening um you know it's great to see like the i love the you know movies and tv shows where they capture halloween where you see the people in costumes and decorations yeah. and it's just like the whole atmosphere is there so they decide that they're going to go to the school at night and do like a seance or try to bring back uh, this this guy, Nikki Driscoll. Um, so they end up at the school and um, they break into the school and they Angela kind of goes off and has a thing where she actually communicates with this guy, Nikki Driscoll. And she's so obsessed with him and she likes him and you know you you feel this love for her. it's very similar to her relationship with uh with jordan catalano because mm-hmm. um, they, they're kind of similar characters he's kind of like a rebel you know just like uh this guy nikki driscoll so she ends up, she has a conversation with him and he's like off to go do his thing like he's like oh i gotta do this prank or whatever and she's like no don't don't go don't go and he leaves so she's like that thing where you can't change the past you know and she's really mm-hmm. upset so um, there's a whole subplot with Angela's parents where they're dressing up for Halloween to go to a Halloween party, but they get um, they get into it because she's uh, dressing as Rapunzel and he's a pirate. And there's this whole scene where like they're about to go to this Halloween party and they like totally like get into each other and like rip each other's clothes off and then they have like sex. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just kind of funny because the parents are always busy and you know they you can tell that throughout the series they don't have this romant- romantic connection and this kind of uh, spurs this you know. Halloween yeah. um, and I think that's you know a lot of themes of Halloween it's like being somebody else and letting yourself go you know um, yeah. which is kind of cool so anyway the episode ends um, with kind of the next day and they're all talking about the day and the freaky stuff that happens and then uh, Angela finds us this, this flower that um, that Nikki's girlfriend I think was gonna or no Nikki gave to his girlfriend and she like lost it so it's like this whole wrap up of this like spooky thing like did it happen did it you know not happen <laughs> 
great. But um, such a great show. I can't believe you haven't seen the show. You have to watch I know, it. I have to watch you, it so badly. You have to find Like, I honestly think you'll love it enough to just buy it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you should really just buy it. Or if you know a friend that owns it, you have to watch it uh, <laughs> as soon as you can. It's so good. Such a great show. Reminds me so much of Freaks and Geeks. It has, you know, it's a di- different feel, but um, a show that got canceled too soon. Um, yeah. and, the, and the reason it got canceled, I heard this because I used to be a member. I used to watch a show live. Um, I was a member of this group called Operation Life Support. It was like all my so-called life fans that didn't want the show to be canceled. Uh-huh. But I found out from someone in the industry that the reason the show got canceled was because Claire Danes didn't want to do it anymore. And I always oh. loved her. And I was like, fuck you, bitch. You know what I mean? Because it was <laughs> it's such a to me. <laughs> yeah, such a good show that never really wrapped up. You know what I mean? At the end, oh, it was just so, that. oh, so sad, you know? Um, so anyway, that's my number two. My number two, my so-called life, the Halloween episode. Yeah, at least with like Freaks and Geeks, like, there's kind of like a feeling of like, finality in the last episode i love the last episode so great because it felt so 80s you know like i remember like friends going to like dead shows and like what the hell are they doing you know what i mean but there was like that subculture of that like it was such a great wrap-up that i was okay with it you know what i mean yeah 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 totally so you're down to your number one rochelle what do we got Yes. Um, so as I said, I had a hard time not all picking Simpsons episodes, but I did it again. Um, just because this episode, um, I watched it so much when I was a kid. Um, it's the Simpsons Trios of Horror number four. Uh-huh. Um, I believe the whole episode is written by Conan, but I could be mistaken. But okay. those are definitely some of my favorite episodes. He did the monorail one. Yes. Which is like, it's so classic. Oh, it's so, so funny great. every He's time. so great. He was such oh, a great writer so for that show. Yeah. Yeah, um, but the first segment is the devil and Homer Simpson, and it's the one when he sells his soul to the devil for oh, a donut. I love it. So great. <laughs> and uh, even, like, the uh, the title sequence for this episode cracks me up. Like, they're going through, like, the graveyard in Springfield, and there's one that says, like, Elvis, and then underneath it just says, accept it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this whole... Um, like night gallery spoof going on with Bart pretending to be um, Rod Serling. Yes. And introducing the segments. And yeah, so in The Devil and Homer Simpson, he falls asleep at work and he wakes up and he really wants a donut, but all the donuts have been eaten. So he sells his soul to the devil to get a donut and the donut says, or the, the donut, the devil <laughs> says, um, the second that you finish the donut, um, your soul is mine. So he leaves like just a little bit left. But I think he ends up eating it anyway or something like that. <laughs> and um, this whole trial goes in uh, where his family's trying to get his soul back from the devil. And it cracks me up every time they uh, like they call up the jury from hell. And it's like Lizzie Borden, like Richard Nixon. <laughs> um, who else is on it? I can't remember. Just a bunch of like famous killers and terrible people right and there's one part where nixon kind of speaks up and then the devil quiets him and he just goes yes master oh my gosh <laughs> it cracked me up actually speaking of nixon i was watching this documentary last night about the tapes that he recorded yeah and it's baffling like it's baffling the stuff that he would say he would call women frigid bitches are you serious um he would say that jewish people were disloyal and stuff like that like it was crazy crazy stuff so i can totally see him saying yes master to the devil oh my gosh it's so funny yeah um but the end of that segment happens when um marge has a picture and on the back homer wrote um 
something to the effect of how he gives his soul to her. So then they, the jury says that um, Marge is in possession of the soul already, so the devil can't take it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but that whole one is so funny. But the middle one is the one that I love the most. Um, it's Terror at Five and a Half Feet. Oh, so great. So good. So Bart gets on the bus, and they start to drive away, and then he realizes that there's a gremlin on the side of the bus. <laughs> Much like the Twilight Zone yes, episode. <laughs> so amazing. And there's so many like there's so many one liners in this episode or in this segment that cracked me up. Like um Bart gets onto the bus and um Sk- Principal Skinner is there and he's like, What are you doing on the bus? He's like, Mother made me <laughs> Mother made me ride the bus because um she was mad at me for talking to a woman on the phone and then he goes, She was right to do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, time. so great. And, and um um uh there's one part with uh Martin Prince where because Bart is acting so crazy about the gremlin thing, um he's like this certainly like takes the heat off of my t shirt and he's wearing a t shirt that says Wang computers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Bart totally freaks out about the gremlin and then um, I think the the bus crashes. I think, and then Ned Flanders ends up grabbing little Gremlin and like wrapping it up like a baby and stuff like that. <laughs> and then the episode ends um, when the Gremlin comes back and it like held, holds up Ned's like dead head because it cut it <laughs> off. And I remember being a kid and watching this episode like all the time and that part would scare the crap out of me every time yeah no i can see as a young kid it would definitely be scary you know it's pretty gory for you know like primetime television you know exactly even though it's a cartoon Um, (laughs) yeah but i like the trios of horror they they really hold like a special place in my heart just because because of that like i would watch them when i was a kid i was always allowed to watch the simpsons um there was never like a point where i would have to like sneak watch the simpsons yeah but um because of that, my parents were kind of slack about these episodes. Like, they were just like, oh, it's just The Simpsons. You right, know what I mean? Right. And um, it was like that first, like, arguably probably one of, like, the first times where I was really, like, scared at something. Yeah. But looking into these episodes, like I said earlier, like, they're still just as funny as they've always been. Um, it's like looking into the past or something. You know, like, yeah. I, I look, I watch this episode. I remember the point with Ned's dead head and like feeling uncomfortable. And now I'm older and I'm looking at it still. And it's like this weird, like time capsule or something. Yeah, totally. Especially because the Simpsons are still like just as much, like they're just as apparent in pop culture as they've always been too. Absolutely. No matter how bad it is now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And the last segment is a uh, Bart Simpson's Dracula and it's when Mr. Burns plays Dracula and he invites the family up to, um, his like castle and uh, the one part that the one line that cracks me up in this segment every time is when they first see um, Mr. Burns and he's got like that big head of like Dracula hair. Yeah. And then someone says to Homer, like, don't you think Mr. Burns looks weird or something like that? And he's like, yeah, his hair looks so queer. <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up. Oh, my gosh. So good. That's like yeah. such a good one. I, I'll, that's like, I think that was one of the first ones I saw. And I just, just remember so good. it was just so freaking funny. It's just so yeah. great. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, there was some like going through and picking these. Like there were some that I wanted to pick and that I could have sworn were trios of horror episodes but they weren't um the springfield files the episode when homer sees 
sees Mr. Burns and he's all like drugged out and he thinks it's an alien. Oh my gosh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, like that's not a Halloween episode and I was so surprised. And uh, the other one was Lisa's first words. And that's the one when um, it's like it's in the past and it shows when, <laughs> it shows when Homer um, makes that bed for Bart and it looks like that really terrifying clown. Oh yeah, that's great. So great. Cracks me up every time. Yeah, that totally could have been a, a Halloween yeah. episode for sure. Can't sleep, clown will eat me. Yeah. Oh my God. So good. That's so, so great. Funny. Yeah, I, I'm so surprised there isn't a set. You know what I mean? There's gotta yeah, be. There should be. Oh, there should it's be. so crazy. Yeah, they're so good. How could they not separate those from the series? You know what I mean? That's, yeah. That's yeah. Such a, so many people would buy that too, you know? I would totally buy that right away. <laughs> oh, me too, without a doubt. Like I want to go back and watch them all. You know, after you talk yeah, about them, it's so great. Yeah. What? A, yeah, that's a great number one. That's amazing. Good one. So, what is your number one? My number one, if you could guess, is <laughs> Freaks and Geeks, <laughs> Tricks and Treats. Um, I, I the show. Like I just love the show. When this show came on, um, it was like 1999. I think the show was on air. I think so. Yeah. I just fell in love. I watched the first episode, and I remember getting teary eyed. You remember the first episode? Uh, the end with the dance. <laughs> and he's like doing that awkward dance with the girl and he asks the girl and they're playing um i think it's sticks right playing um <laughs> yeah, yeah, come yeah. sail away i was like i was like this is the greatest show i've ever seen in my <laughs> life like i fell in love with the show immediately and i told all my friends i'm like you have to see the show yeah. and it's weird because i had that 70s show on my list too I didn't like that 70s show for the reason of this show. This show was like, I felt like more real and it just captured teen vibe where mm -hmm. that 70s show was more of like a sitcom-ish kind of feel. I didn't appreciate that 70s show until after Freaks and Geeks got canceled, um, you know, because it was going on around the same time. I think that 70s show started before Freaks and Geeks, um, but I, I like hated that 70s show until after it was canceled. And then I started watching it and I was like, oh, I, I, you know, it's funny. I like the characters and appreciate the storylines and stuff. <coughs> but um, Freaks and Geeks was like just captured me like you know because i grew up in the 80s i was in high school i think i my freshman year i was like 1988 i want to say so it, you know this was like early 80s but it definitely had the same kind of feel you know like everything about it the mood the atmosphere of freaks and geeks was like my freshman year in high school you know it was just like great and you know i know you talked about a lot of stuff about this episode but the scene that i really love and it's really has nothing to do with halloween is when the teacher is um giving uh neil sam and bill a hard time about the, the books they chose yeah do you remember that and they're like yeah. um they're they're you know making fun of the i forget like sam sam chose the novelization of star wars right <laughs> yeah, yeah um bill chose that um like uh al jaffe's snappy remarks for stupid questions or something <laughs> and and sam chose like um sammy davis jr's autobiography or something like that and i love so how she funny. she calls them out but not calls them out but then when she walks by with crime and punishment she like slams it on their desk you know what i mean mm -hmm. but it's like that whole theme that we talked about of like you know growing up and like you know being a freshman it's like am i too you know am i too old to trick-or-treat but like i don't want to be an adult yet so i love mm -hmm. that you know how sam's like we're gonna go trick-or-treating tonight he kind of like you know has this like this like pep rally with his friends like we're gonna do it let's do it you know and he mm -hmm. convinces them to go um another funny scene is the beginning of the episode they're waiting for the bus and i love how sam like just falls for anything and they're like why are you wearing <laughs> why are you wearing a hat and he 
he's like, oh, it's Devil's Day, you know, like the, <laughs> the seniors pours hair removal foam on and freshmen. And Lindsay's like, no, it's not. <laughs> but Bill has like a funny line. He's like, is that your costume? It kind of sucks or something. Like that. It's just great. <laughs> like, I just love this rapport. I love Martin Starr so much. Oh, hard. he's so great. And he was so great on the show, you know, so great. Yeah. Um, what is the, um, I forget the name of the, oh, I think I have it written down here. The, like the head geek, um, Harris. I love mm. this character of Harris. Like he's like this like wise sort of character, you know, that the, yeah. that, you know, Sam Neill and Bill kind of look up to. Um, but I love his, like his, his line delivery and stuff. Like when he shows up at the house and he has the knife in the head and he's like, do you have any more blood? Like I'm kind of losing blood, you know, like yeah. it's great. But I remember like, like having friends like this. Cause I remember, you know, I was kind of like a crossover. I was kind of like when I was younger, I was sort of a geek. And then like, not that I became cool, but like, I sort of like not started liking stuff. Like I used to play Dungeons and Dragons. So I, I remember that, like that crew of people that were way into it. And then I'd, I'd get older. And I was like, yeah, I'm not into it anymore. You know, I was like, it was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore, but right. I just, I could relate to that sort of that, you know, that feeling. And I feel like Sam Neill and Bill are in that boat where they're sort of like in between those sort of, they want to be cool, but they're still kind of holding on to like the stuff that they love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I want to say about this episode? It's so good. Um, the, uh, I love when they're trick or treating too. uh, Bill's getting all the looks from like the parents and they're like, she's like, you know, the, the mom's like, don't look, don't look honey. And she's like pulling her away <laughs> because Bill's like dressed like, um, uh, the bionic woman and, and yeah. like everyone's freaked out, you know? Um, I love the scene when they go trick or treating, they go to that old woman's house and the woman like calls them like, aren't you guys too old to be trick or treating? You know, it's like kind of like that whole theme going through. Yeah, she just yeah. calls him out and then she's like, she asked, uh, Sam what he's supposed to be. And he was like, I'm Gord from the day the earth stood still or something. She's like, you look like a freaking tin man. There's like <laughs> yeah. so many great lines, you know, like this feel of, of Halloween. You know, I just remember that time of being, you know, at that age and like wanting to trick or treat and wanting to do all that fun stuff, yeah. but you can't, you know, because I even like, I even remember, um, like after I definitely surpassed that age with my little sister, I'd be like, you are trick or treating until you are 19, Missy. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. want candy. <laughs> Would you go trick or treating with her just so you could experience it? Like, did you, like hold on that way or I never did but no. I really should have you should have this year because <laughs> it's funny in my so-called life uh Angela's old friend she's not really friends with does that with Angela's young sister who, <laughs> who dresses up like her so she goes out trick-or-treating and Angela's friend like goes with her just so she can experience it because she like she's holding on too so it's like mm-hmm. this recurring theme of holding on to Halloween you know it's like something that we all love you know mm-hmm. um uh, what else was I going to say? The, the, the mom, I think it's so funny how she, I remember this, like people making like baked goods, giving out baked goods. And there was like, back when I was a kid, there was a whole, you know, it's a threat every year, but everyone's like, oh, there's, you know, razor blades and candy and don't take any like baked goods or, you know, unwrap candies, you know? So all the kids, there's like the funny scene where the mom's like, you know, all the kids are throwing your cookies on the lawn yeah, and there's yeah. a bu- and the little girl's like, there's a bunch of ants crawling all over them. And the mom gets upset. Like this whole episode is like letdowns. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the geeks are upset because they want, they expected this great day and they, you know, they get shit on and eggs thrown at them and they end up fighting with Alan and all his bully buddies. And, and then Lindsay's upset because she, you know, she throws the eggs at, at, uh, she upsets her brother, you know, she upsets her mom because she should have been helping. And, you know, it all kind of wraps up in the end, like a nice little package, but it's, it's like this whole theme of, of wanting to do something and being let down by it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like 
being at that age, that's where Halloween, you like, you expect things from it. You know what I mean? Like we were talking about before, you expect all these things around Halloween time, but there's just not enough time. And yeah. it's really hard to get it all done. You know, we want to kind of capture this, this, this beautiful month of October and this holiday and, and really shove it all in. But it's like, yeah. we love it so much that it's like our, our, we almost have like ADHD where we can't get it all done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially it's, here because fall is so short here, like, and the winter is so long. Yeah. So like at the beginning of October, it's so nice outside and you can sit outside and you can read and you can enjoy like all the leaves and stuff like that. But now I, I can't sit outside. It's too cold um is it really it's that cold already yeah it's just it's not comfortable (laughs) like like winter coat cold uh just like like thicker coat gotcha gotcha it's hard to say wow yeah no (laughs) say that five times real um but yeah no i just i love that show it's such a great show like i if people don't haven't seen uh freaks and geeks i'm like please go watch it because it is so good but that's how i feel about my so-called life you really need to find a way to watch that i I know you'll try to stream that i think oh i know you'll love it it's so good it's so good so yeah that wraps up our episode i'm super excited like already i feel depressed that this episode's over you know what i mean I like know. it's like anything halloween related i just want it to stay you know I like know. yeah it would be so great so we um, should start celebrating halloween like three months in advance yeah or or maybe i always like to try to suggest this have like a like a mid-year halloween you know like yeah like have a second halloween where we all get together and, and pretend it's halloween again you know <laughs> except yeah. it would be like in this it'd probably be like in in the winter time for me you know which wouldn't be fun you know um yeah. Or the spring, I guess it would be. But um, awesome. So uh, so tell people, you know, about the stuff that you're doing. You're, I know you have your podcast and let, let people know what's going on with you. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm still doing the weekly podcast. Um, it's called Southpaw and it's available at southpodcast.com and it's P-A-W-D-Cast. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I'm just kind of, I go to the theater once a week and I see a new movie and then I'll watch an older movie that's been recommended to me and then I'll review whatever TV I'm watching. And the last episode that I did was kind of hard to get finished because so many shows were like still on, but then like three shows premiered. Oh so it was like God. 10 shows to watch. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's been really fun. Um, I'm in a few days, I'm leaving to go to Toronto for a week to cover Toronto After Dark for Horror Talk awesome which i'm so pumped about i'm kind of bummed because i'm missing dead snow 2 like i'm leaving like the day after it plays gotcha but um i am really excited for that it'll be the first time that i cover a film festival too so that's, awesome. that's gonna be so exciting um i don't know what else am i doing right now <laughs> there's always a lot of crap yeah you have a lot going on for sure <laughs> um basically those things oh uh my blog just turned one uh, a few oh, days ago congrats thank you so i'm kind of in the midst of organizing like a little giveaway for it it'll just be over instagram just kind of that um i don't know plenty of people do those competitions and those giveaways yes. on instagram so it'll be something like that i've kind of gathered um some work from some of my favorite artists um mostly people that are also on instagram and kind of in the horror community um like uh i've got these really cool photographs from this one girl i've got um i think i'm I'm supposed to be getting like a little uh like a raccoon skull cool. which is gonna be pretty cool <laughs> which i'm really pumped about because a lot awesome. of people love uh like taxidermy and things like that and uh i've got some like dvds that i'm gonna give away for that too um i'm really pumped about that v- uh, very cool what's the name of your blog just so people know um pop parked it's a uh, pop 
A-R-K-E-D dot Tumblr dot com. Nice. Um, I've been kind of neglecting it lately, but I'm going to get back to it. Just October has been crazy. <laughs> it's hard. Like I said, it's like the month that just goes by so quick, you know? It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's scary. You know, it's scary. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to lately, Mike? Um, I'm getting ready for, um, I think you know about this, but I, I'm shooting a short film. I'm a filmmaker, so I'm shooting this short film called The Radio, and uh, we just set the cast, which I'm super excited about. The script was written, and um, yeah, I'm getting ready to film in November, so I'm kind of getting prepped for that. I'm super excited about it, and um, yeah, if, if people could go to Facebook, if you're a Facebook people, because uh, we don't really have a website, um, but if you go to Pennant Film, like pennant, like, um, you know, kind of like a travel pennant, like P E N N A N T, uh, mm-hmm. films and like my page, that would be great. Cause we're going to, you know, kind of keep people up to date with photos and, you know, uh, videos, you know, like we'll probably put little videos out, you know, while we're filming and stuff, just trying to keep people up to date with that. But I'm super excited about it. It's kind of, um, it's a cute little story about a boy, um, who gets love advice from his dead uncle through a vintage radio. Um, I'm so, so it's, excited to see it. Yeah, no, I, I know you read the script and you, you gave me some nice notes and stuff and I really appreciate it but yeah I can't wait I'm super excited about the cast you know it was kind of tough to find all the characters it's really hard to sort of when you have a vision in your head of how an actor looks and then you see other people and sometimes you have to like kind of rethink things and stuff so I had to do that with this film a little bit but I'm um, really excited about uh, the cast we have now and I just had a meeting with my costume designer she's going to start working with the actors and yeah so I've been really busy with that because that's coming up right after Halloween so it's good like it's good to have something to keep me busy after halloween because i usually go Mm -hmm. into like a slump you know Uh, Mm -hmm. because i'm so sad that halloween's over you know so (laughs) so that'll be good but yeah other than that i've just been busy with uh my my professional work which is like video editing and production and stuff and doing some commercials and all that kind of stuff but uh but yeah no i'm uh i'm excited we have some time left before halloween and uh yeah i can't wait i i also volunteer at this haunted house across the street at the same house where we showed the movies um Mm -hmm. they turned it into like a a haunted house uh at the strauss mansion there and we're doing a whole circus theme this year which is really cool so cool yeah are you gonna be like acting in the house i think i will be i kind of oversee more you know i kind of set up rooms and then oversee i have a lot of we have a lot of high school kids that volunteer but but um, last year I didn't, I did some scaring, but not a lot. But this year I'm hoping to, where I'm kind of in charge of the basement, which is really freaky. Yeah. And we're making it this like haunted sort of fun house. Cool. So I'm super excited. So I, I had so this, cool. I like brought out I had this old like clown outfit that I had a long time ago. It was like the scary clown. So I'll probably put that on and run around cool. scaring kids and stuff. So that starts uh, the 24th, I believe. Um, so it's like the last two weekends in October. So <laughs> I yeah. used to, uh, I used to volunteer on a haunted house. It nice. was so fun. I like, oh, I was just like great. an actor in it. And I remember one year I was behind this like cage thing. Nice. And, when people would come around the corner, I just had to like scream and rattle the cage. And I did that. And the guy didn't jump at all, but I had like my hand up cause I was like holding the cage and he just like put his hand like to my hand. <laughs> it was so funny. Cause I just like pulled my arm away. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. That's not he, what you're supposed to do. Me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like reverse, you know? 
Oh, it's so it's so much fun. There's nothing greater than scaring the crap out of people. You know what I mean? Right. Just seeing right. fear in people's faces. I love going in haunted houses and, you know, partaking in them. It's just so yeah. great. So I'm going to try to, um, I've been real busy, but I'm, you know, there's a lot of great haunted houses in this area. I was just up in Salem, so I went in one, which was cool. But, um, cool. yeah, I'm going to try to go to a few, uh, you know, in the, in the local area here, you know, before Halloween's up too. Like I said, not enough time, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm already sad. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to get so much pumpkin beer before it's out of oh. <laughs> I have, I have, um, we have like a little, little, uh, fridge, like under our counter. It's like one of those, like, um, oh, it's like, it's got like a glass front, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's filled with pumpkin beer. Like I, oh every, God, every time I go to a store, I just buy a different pumpkin beer just so I could try them all, you know? Oh my so, God, I'm coming over. <laughs> yeah, do it. Let's, let's get together. It'd be awesome. We could just drink pumpkin <laughs> beer and watch my so-called life, you know? Yes. yes. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Cool. Well, guys, thanks everyone for listening. I appreciate it. Um, I wish everyone a happy Halloween uh, what's left of it yeah. <laughs> enjoy it watch as much as you can um, check us out on the web at alone in the dark podcast.com uh, Instagram is alone in the dark podcast and on Twitter we're alone in the dark P what's uh, wh- how can people get in touch with you Rochelle um, I am on Instagram it's R Charcot it's C-H-A-R-K-O-T um, I'm on Twitter it's some picnic I'm also on Twitter for the podcast it's South podcast um that's it. Cool. <laughs> I'm not on Facebook. I hate Facebook. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm kind of on the fence too, but you know, I use it a lot for work, so it's hard. You yeah, know? I got yeah. rid of it for a while, and I was like, ah, damn it, I need it again. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's hard to get away from it. But um, also, we have a giveaway on on Instagram right now. So if you go to our Instagram account, you'll see it. Um, it's one of those like tag, repost, and like kind of things. You know what I mean? But I'm giving away some cool some DVDs since I got the Halloween box set. Of course, I'm like going through and getting rid of like all my uh, DVDs of Halloween. But I have this yeah. really great, uh, not the greatest one in the series, but Halloween 5, I have like this collector's tin and an Evil cool. Dead 2 collector's tin that's a part of that giveaway. So if people are on Instagram, uh, if you go there, check it out. And uh, I think that's up on the, it's up in like a week, I think, or something like that. So uh, by the time this podcast is up, it'll be close to being finished. So if people want to go in there and do that, it'd be great. You know, it'd be awesome. So, uh, so uh, Rochelle, I'm I'm so sad that this is uh, this is over, and <laughs> it's uh, over. I hope we can uh, we can do some cool Halloween stuff at some point. And yeah, I can't wait to meet you someday. You know, it'll yes, be fun. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say one Halloween, I'm coming there because yeah, you should. Yeah, because it we, looks so crazy. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, we I always have a big Halloween party too, which is awesome. Um, yeah, and I decorate my house, and it, it's great. So yeah, it'd be fun to get together, even if it's in October. You know, like yeah. you come down and and we'll hang out. It'll be fun just to watch. Watch yeah. a film and just just do some geeky Halloween stuff. You know, we'll just be like hermits for a whole month and yes. just watch like so many horror movies. Oh, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> wouldn't that be great? That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you soon. Have a spooky day. Take care. Spooky.